Momenta Solutions presents a podcast in its Workplace and Technology series. The series focuses on all things related to how technology is transforming the workplace. Today's episode, GIS and Archibus, the Geospatial Workplace, is sponsored by Online FM. Online FM deploys world-class IWMS technology to solve your organization's unique challenges. Online is headquartered in Germantown, Tennessee, and you can find out more at onlinefm.com. I'm your host, David Nicholson. Today's guest is Dan Jensen from Online FM. Dan brings 18 years of GIS experience to the table. In those 18 years, Dan has developed, designed, enhanced, integrated, and implemented GIS solutions for multiple employers. Dan's worked in both the government and private sector, and his most recent employer before joining Online was the Idaho National Laboratory. While there, Dan developed integrated information system solutions that were served to INL personnel using ArcGIS Server in a custom interactive mapping application. Dan's experience spans from conducting needs assessments to developing the data and application solutions to address those needs. Let's get started. Hello, Dan. How are you today? Good. How are you? Good. So today, uh, what we'll do, uh, we're talking about uh, GIS and Archibus, uh, the, ge- the geospatial workplace. And um, what we, I think what's going to be helpful for you know, some members of the audience who might listen later is just a general description of, of GIS as you understand it today. Okay, yeah, GIS, it's an acronym for Geographic Information System. And it's just like any other information system. It stores data about people, places, and things relevant to a specific business activity sometimes. And making that information easily available uh, to complete business activities and aid strategic data-driven decision-making. I think what makes GIS different from other information systems is its ability to display the information in the context of its geography. And that gives users of GIS a unique ability to derive knowledge uh, from the information inside their information system. In some cases, it brings new information to light when comparing such properties as geographic proximity and things like that. Because of GIS's uh, geographic context, uh, seemingly disparate uh, data sets can be visualized together, and it gives GIS an unparalleled ability to, to successfully integrate data from a variety of information systems. Good. Yeah, that's um, that's very helpful. Um, and uh, I know, uh, you know, from the technology spectrum that you and I are most familiar with, which is the Archibus solution, there's been a lot of uh, movement uh, over the last few years between the integration between uh, GIS technology and uh, Archibus. And so what I wanted to ask you, you know, and I think this will obviously lead to other uh, questions as well, is uh, if an organization is already using GIS technology or, or perhaps they're considering an Archibus solution, what are some of the benefits of integrating these systems? Um, so, and if you can think about that in, in two ways, like from, first from this, there's, there's always going to be that strategic standpoint, which is more high level, 
um, perhaps at the you know senior facility level or the executive level. And then there's a more tactical uh, use to the GIS system. And I would think of that as being within the realm of uh, people who are, you know, are on work teams or perhaps users in, in other contexts uh, within an organization. Mm-hmm. So um, just that kind of a question, like, you know, what, what are those benefits from, as, as you see it from a high level and, and, and a tactical standpoint? Well, you know, um, the power of geographic location um, can't be underestimated. Well, it's easily underestimated, actually. But strategically, it makes information uh, easier to understand because you can not only see the information, but you can sort it, summarize it, and access information uh, geographically. That gives organizations an ability to act quickly in, like, an urgent situation or when they need to meet regulations or um, in when they just need to act in a timely manner to outperform the competition. It adds a critical element to the data-driven decision-making by visualizing it in its geographic context. Um, GIS and Archibus also model some of the same real-world objects. So uh, together, you know, they kind of have this overlap between the two of them. For example, GIS often um, is used to model property. Uh, most of the assessors' departments across the nation use GIS to to map out property, and they often put buildings on that property because that's part of assessment. And um, a lot of times, there's equipment on there too, uh, especially when it comes to like utilities and equipment that that has uh, anything to do with utilities. But um, those same kinds of things are often in Archibus. So GIS, though, it's never really been developed to manage um, specific objects. It's it's kind of a general uh, software, and it's mainly just to mark the location and store essential characteristics. But Archibus, on the other hand, it has as its main purpose to help organizations manage their property, buildings, and equipment. And so between GIS's power to sort, summarize, and access information geographically, geographically and Archibus's power to manage those valuable assets, organizations have the opportunity to significantly increase their ability to exceed expectations in areas in which they work, areas like customer services and engagement, quality of life, or regulatory compliance. And we find that inside an organization, um, GIS uh, and Archibus both scale vertically within the organization and then are used broadly uh, across the horizontal spectrum of an organization to bring about the uh, business goals of that organization. Right. Now, you have had direct, um, you, you're you working with Online FM now um, as GIS, you know, in the, in the role of GIS uh, um, mm-hmm. yeah. management. But prior to that, you had worked at that, where was, because you, you, you did have GIS. Idaho National Laboratory. Yep. And yeah. And what were they? They were using GIS there, correct? Yeah, and they had a robust GIS development. They'd had it for like twenty years, and they'd used it for a lot of outside things, but not not really on the inside. Mm. And the reason the reason for that is simple: the you know predominant characteristic or um, data gathering technique for GIS is uh, looking at an aerial photo and, and grabbing the data that you're interested in, like a building footprint or something like that off an aerial photo, 
uh, or or using GPS to you know whether you're mapping a street center line or uh, uh, you're mapping uh, water valves or something like that. GPS is another common thing. Well, neither of those aerofoils or GPS work very well inside a building. <laughs> yeah, true. So the um, one of the things that I, I think when I'm thinking about when I was at Arcabus and you know and talking a lot of people about. Uh, geospatial technology uh, or having one of our GIS experts there. The primary people that were interested in the GIS technology, you know, the basically, you know, a lot of this GIS, of course, is coming from ESRI, uh, ESRI, um, as we know. Mm -hmm. That is the the licensing that mostly um, is used with Archibus. And uh, so the real estate side had, you know, interest of course in looking at uh spatially on, on what you know would still resembles a, a google map or, or something like that their their portfolio or their campus or their their buildings spread across you know a few you know streets or an urban environment and um there were some interests you know as well coming of course from the facility side as well for similar usage on the outside on the exteriors of the campus and perhaps even in the operational realm as well are, are those still three um like so for for example w- one of the one of the examples that i know that we had discussed with some w- w- at various times was the idea that you could have a you know if you're a building operations manager and you have access to geospatial technology integrated with an IWMS system like Archibus, you can then look at, if you also had, of course, the mobile technology uh, included in that, you could look at a mobile device of the campus, you know, sort of a map of the campus and find work orders that would be located on specific buildings and then drill down into uh, buildings uh, that had work orders, you know, uh, geo. I guess at that, I guess it's the right word would be geocoded onto those buildings, mm-hmm. and that would be one. That would be one practical use of it. You know, you having work teams, you know, look at maps instead of like lists, for example, and being able to drill down into a building, and then at that point, you're you're also getting into you know if if the floor plan and the assets of the building can be located within you know the mobile technology, you can actually begin to pull up information. Uh, say there's a you know some H you know there's something broken within that uh, facility, you can then uh, pull up information on that. Are these still the are are is this some of the direction where where is, is that one example still valid, or or have you seen that in play? Um, well, you know, I, I think definitely. I think where it really gets valuable, uh, David, is where, so say you're looking at a problem that um, occurs, and it's something that occurs all over your campus. Maybe what you want to know is, is it occurring more in one place than another? And and where GIS gets strong, uh, strong is when you want to look at an entire campus rather than just one specific building. And then you can look and, and maybe uh, you'll develop a pattern by, say, let's say you put all, I'm trying to think of a problem type, let's do a, a clogged sink. <laughs> you know, you put, you put a, you, you show on uh, your campus map everywhere there's ever been a clogged sink. And, and, and maybe um, you'll notice there's a, a concentration between two buildings that they have this clogged sink. Well, 
Well, that might get you thinking, and then you might think, well, why do I always have clogged sinks on this, you know, in these two particular buildings? Why is there a high rate of clogged sinks in these two particular buildings? And and, and you might notice that the the pipes that that drain that building are maybe not at quite the right angle. Things tend to tend to not flow as well, and therefore they sit longer, and therefore you get, you know, it can lead you to conclusions like that uh, when you have all of that data in front of you, because uh, off, outside utilities are often in the GIS, so so if the outside pipes, no, you know, not in the it works, but it's not the best. Um, it may help you understand a little bit what's going on in the inside as well. Right, and, and it's just that proximity kind of thing that that really brings information out of the data. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's that's a good point. That I I um that's that's another that that's a added um, example on my example, I think, um, to make it a little bit so, more meaningful. And, yeah, and, and the other thing that, um, you know, GIS usually starts in like a planning department at a city or a county, and, and then it will spread to your operations folks. Like, uh, to, again, to use the city example, like a, a public work staff, but um, it has a lot of value for planning strategic so inside the building, that's that goes very well with space management and the the goals of space management uh, and trying to utilize your space efficiently. And so, if a if a company has a GIS implementation, they're looking at maybe Archibus, and they need a little strategic help. I think the two of those work together uh, to strengthen the strategic capability of that organization. Right. Yeah. And and of course, there's. I mean, within the space side itself, there are having geospatial technology. I mean, many of, you know, I think universities and uh, large healthcare campuses take advantage of some geospatial technology for just, you know, mapping, of course, helping people to find their way across campus or, or, or things like that. But they've also, you know, I've seen recently that they're that they are integrating those very maps with other systems slowly but surely, and and those mm-hmm. are the things that are most visible to the public or or to um, you know whether it's students or people visiting a, a certain place because you could go online, you could see the map, and then you can you know type search terms to find out you know where a particular office is. But a lot of that information, the spatial information, is of course embedded within. Um, can, can be, of course, in, embedded within a system like Archibus uh, in, in terms of space management. And uh, so you um, those domains that I spoke about, you know, which was real estate, space, and I think operations is, is certainly one. Are there other business domains that you can kind of see adopting GIS in the future? And what would those yeah. be? Yeah. So I, I think I think um, using GIS in the sustainability realm makes a lot of sense in the future, um, but you know, it's not there's not a huge integration in the operations point yet. So, I mean, I think we could do better as far as integrating GIS with operations as well. Um, but in the future, I think sustainability makes a lot of sense uh, with uh, with the Internet of Things. Maybe uh, we could start looking at uh, we could use GIS type and spatial analysis. To maybe look at how the uh, the heat uh, is spreading throughout a floor, and maybe make adjustments and and uh, improve the situation, or maybe reduce the cost. Right, and so so that's definitely something I think it could come in the future. 
That's interesting because you said that the operate the building operations side. When you say that, are, are you speaking specifically of things like work order processes and stuff? They haven't really adopted or taken advantage of some of the geospatial things. I'm thinking of campus environments mostly here. You know, of course, some like large, like say for example, a college university campus um, or healthcare facilities that have a lot of, or you know, perhaps some. Um, uh, city environments that might have buildings spread throughout an urban environment. Are there, is that still an area of adoption that the, you mentioned building operations then that hasn't really taken off? Yeah, I, I think that's somewhere where um, the GIS and ARCABUS together can really uh, improve its delivery of services to the, the different organizations. Right, and so, um, so I, I think it could take off a little more in building operations than it has. I think it's probably doing pretty good with you know the the space planning and strategic planning type of operations, uh, but but with the actual maintenance and and uh, preventative maintenance, I think that's somewhere where integration could probably improve or or deliver benefits in the future that that aren't there now. Right, and I I know that. I had spoken to um, someone uh, recently about about BIM and he, um, you know, building information modeling and specifically its integration into IWMS systems. He brought up the fact that he thinks that GIS is, you know, that there's going to be more integration capabilities and 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 more opportunities um, for. Archibus, GIS, and BIM, for example. And that probably gets to what mm-hmm. you're saying a little bit about getting into, you know, going beyond the map itself, getting into the building, uh, which is where you can get in a lot of the information, which would obviously come from, say, for example, you know, some of the data that came from the Revit model or something like that, if you were looking for uh, specific parts or mm-hmm. something like that. But I think where BIM um, really helps is just the fact that you can kind of look at the whole building all at once, you know, without having to, I don't know, change the floor you're looking at or something like that. And you can, you could go up and down that BIM model of them multi-story building and see see everything at one time in one view. I think BIM's very good at that. And then um, also bringing lots of data together in one view. Right, exactly. About buildings. Yep, exactly. Yeah, that's what I was, that last point was what I was, you made it a little bit better than I did, but that's what I was trying to get to, that that data-rich piece can be um, linked to buildings and, and, and provide a lot of value, I think, for people who are, you know, on building operation work teams and stuff like that. And you say sustainability. I, that was interesting because that was also brought up in my other discussion about, you know, um, in my previous discussion about BIM, which was, you know, knowing, you know, of course, when you knowing where, when and where some of the, uh, the, the cooler areas of the building are going to be throughout the day and and you know and of course that comes into play with you know bringing in building automation systems yeah uh, to control to help control some of that as well so that's I, I I think that the interoperability of a system like Archibus is what I often have always talked about as being a key point here is that you're not just taking you know GIS alone you know GIS alone is is, is good and it has a lot of <laughs> capabilities to it um, when you bring these two things together like an IWMS with GIS then you Mm -hmm. take it to another level and then from that point you can you know depending on what your needs are and how far you want to go with the data then you can begin to you know bring in other systems as well. Yeah well you know hey that's a point I want to emphasize and I, I try to emphasize whenever I'm talking about GIS and Archibus together 
is that the two of them do add value one to the other. And um, they make things possible together that aren't possible when they're by themselves. And so um, the two, it, it has value. That it takes some effort to integrate them. Um, but uh, what we find is that the value of that integration is worth the, the effort. Yeah, and then exactly. and then like you say, and like I, the point I made at the start of the call, that GIS is a unique platform for integrating that you really you don't find anywhere else. And so then you go beyond you know Archibus and and you start to visualize data from other systems. Even and a lot of people have a lot of legacy systems that they custom developed that are still very uh, working very well for their organizations, and you can start to bring data in from those systems and you can start to bring in data from regulatory databases and things like that uh, and, and and GIS helps to integrate all that um, probably better than a lot of other technologies can help integrate uh, disparate data sets right yeah that's a great point and so are you just in terms of some of the deployments that you've worked on recently or that you've seen or that you've seen presentations on or, or, or whatever, have there been any that stood out to you that thought, wow, that's really a, a, an interesting you know, caveat or an interesting way to go or something like that? Well, you know, um, in my former work at IO National Lab, we uh, we had the GIS system for years, and then uh, there were some layoffs. I was asked to uh, also be the GIS, the system administrator for the Archibus system, and um, having the the GIS background that I have, I've been in GIS for almost 20 years. I immediately recognized the overlap and the ability for those two systems to work together. You know, and and they had had some. They were using the old DWFs for for visualizing their floor plans, and and we knew we could do uh, something better just by bringing um, all the floor plans into a single view, you know, into the GIS. And they had the enterprise GIS up and running, and people knew about it and knew where to find it and how to get to it. And it made it made a lot of sense about bringing these two technologies together and and using GIS to do some of the same things they were doing with the DWF technology. And that and and it was funny because when we started doing that, then then we started to um, have other ideas about uh, what we could do with the data, and, and, it, and it was kind of this small trickle of ideas coming in, and then it would then it became more of a small waterfall of ideas. But we kept implementing all these these different things. We do an employee search, or so you could see where somebody sits, or we would do a conference room search, so we could you could easily find the conference rooms at the organization, and um, it. it turned out to be quite a robust integration and to have a lot of value in, for the organization. And, and it gave their management some ideas when they were looking for a solution to visualize. They wanted to visualize the actual work that was going on at the lab. And, and so they uh, figured out how to tie that to a room and then access it through the um, GIS uh, map that they, they had always used. And, and so it was very comfortable for them to go that way. Hmm. That yeah, that's a that's an interesting example and a good point that I, I think that there is a sequential process sometimes that happens in these integrations or in these implementations when you have bring two systems together. In this case, you know, like an IWMS system like Archibus and GIS, you discover uh, as an organization some va- you know there's people that discover some real value, and then the once you 
see what you can get out of the system in terms of reporting capabilities and in terms of mm-hmm. improved workflow processes or just transparency that that can that that can you know in in the right situation create a, a good avenue for additional changes and additional uh, system integration functionality capability and yeah, yeah. well, well and, and then just making new things possible that weren't really conceivable before Exactly. Yeah, that you hadn't thought that, you know, I mean, it, it really takes that first step to kind of say, okay, you know, this is good data, and it's the data that we brought together out of these two systems, and now we're being, we're, we're able to see things and report on things that we weren't able to. Now, how about if we bring in this other, like you, whether it's a legacy system or whether it's a, um, a system that you had considered uh, purchasing uh, but didn't, wasn't sure about, now that you know that there's a, a you know, database that can receive that information bi-directionally, it, it can have a lot of it can definitely uh, create some change <laughs> quickly and and open the possibilities i mean that's that's where i say the value of the value of the two systems together is that's greater than the separate systems you know yep so um it, it just the its ability to open the possibilities and see what's possible right exactly yeah so you've um one thing I, I wanted to make sure that we talked about is that you have recently attended the Archibus conference and I, I know yeah. that there were um, I, I spoke to some people ab- about the conference they were very excited about some of the, the takeaways from the conference and some of the um, <laughs> things that they learned this was of course in San Diego uh, at the beginning of mm-hmm. May I believe and so uh, what did you see in terms of was there anything from, from a GIS standpoint or just in general terms Terms that you like to talk about? Yeah, I mean, Archibus in version 22 is is taking a big step in GIS integration, and they're uh, to the point that using the overlay for smart client when you uh, make a change to a room's geometry, you can publish that to um, a GIS feature class. And that uh, makes a pretty uh, complete integration uh, when you get to that point when you're when you're editing AutoCAD and the same change is reflected in um, GIS. So so they have they're taking a big step forward as far as as integrating the two sets, making it almost almost completely effortless to maintain room data in GIS. Well, you know when I started with Idaho National Lab, the the process to get the data from the AutoCAD drawing to the GIS system which was necessary to do, was a little difficult. And we had to go through some standardization of the AutoCAD drawings and, uh, of course, a lot of georeferencing that we were doing. Um, and, and as we developed our skills, we found ways to automate what we were doing. And we were uh, improving that. Now, with Archibus in, in version 22, it's going to be as effortless as it's ever been. And um, I'm excited to see what's coming in the in the future and what we can do with these new uh, this new capability to to maintain the data in one system and use it in both hmm. that's great yeah i i th- there's definitely been i i know great development coming from uh the archivist uh staff on the development staff on on the gis side i know greg knight does great work over there and there is uh as i said there's a there's a clear focus and it's been there for several years i i i do remember when esri esri and G, uh, archibus announced their uh, first you know formal sort of technology partnership 
I think that was um, almost mm-hmm. seven or eight years ago now, at least, um, when we were down in uh, D.C. for a conference. And, you know, that was still, you know, things were very embryonic at, at that point in terms of where this mm-hmm. is all going. Similar similar starting point with, of course, the BIM and the, and the Revit integration, which also uses smart client technology uh, for the Revit integration. And uh, the connectors are a, a recent, more recent uh, technology innovation from the Archibus team that allows, of course, much more seamless and structured uh, integrations with a variety of systems, a variety of ERP systems and, and data integration. So uh, I think that's, it's all sort of coming together now and that it's becoming uh, more clear, I think, from a uh, development standpoint uh, where, what the, what the cohesive vision is going to be going forward. And now, what we always need, though, and we have to remind ourselves, I think, whether you're an Archibus partner or whether you're, you know, Archibus, um, uh, the, the develop on the development team is to keep an ear to the ground uh, to the customer base to find out uh, where things should go from here. Because I, I think the, the baseline is definitely set in terms of uh, the strength of the f- in the features, the functionality and the data integrations getting very strong. So listening to the client. Mm-hmm. And, and and listening to the customers is going to help determine probably where some of those feature sets uh, evolve in the future. And of course, there is an enormous amount of customization that can be done, <laughs> as you know. Yeah. Uh, so uh, even if it's uh, not, th- there are many things that can, because there, there, there are so many examples of people who have needed specific things for their organization and w- w- in terms of the workflow process and in terms of change management and the responsiveness of the of the Archibus data system to and, and people who work with it, you know, the programmers and, and developers to uh, make those things possible, you know, and of course people like partners like Online FM are what I'm talking about here is the the Archibus community being able to respond to, to the client base and, and customize as or personalize the uh, database as necessary. I think it's um, it's yeah. it's at a very strong point right now. So and the GIS piece, of course, is uh, there's growing. There's you know the the if you were looking at a graph, you would see the the interest level going up 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 uh, from mm-hmm. the client side because there there are so many inquiries right now about. GIS and uh, you see it more and more out there in, in the. Um, well, go ahead. Yep. You know, I, I know that, that. Yeah, we're very, we're very much listening to our clients and what their needs are, and and trying to uh, always have the solution that they need, whether it's strictly Archibus or it's an integration with GIS and Archibus. We want to be capable and. Uh, providing them the service that they need to uh, make their business processes as simple and as logical as possible so that they can get their work done in a way that they uh, are recognized for their good work. And, and so, you know, our goal then is to support that and help them, help them to develop their processes and automate their processes. That's what I should say. Automate their processes so that they, um, have the least possible uh, chance for errors or for anything else, but deliver the most possible benefit. Right. 
Exactly. Yeah. And I, I would assume that like, you know, we were when I was when whenever we talk about implementations in terms of Archibus, just in general terms, or perhaps if you're talking about a, a BIM plus FM or BIM for FM integration uh, or process, that conversation always begins. The, the BIM conversation should always begin well in advance of any any handover, because, of course, you know, you want ever you want the key stakeholders the and the um, people who are doing the construction and design to be well aware of the fact that there is a um, that the FM there's FM data going to be taken out of the model and handed over at the end of the process, and so that th- these things have to be communicated throughout so that everybody's aware of it. And I would assume that when you're doing the same thing with GEOS, you know, GIS uh, integration, that there are certain best practices that you guys recommend for people who, I mean, if someone already has, if an organization already has Esri in, in place or some sort of GIS implementation in place, then it's then it's probably, I, I think the questions, of course, going to be different because some of the work is already done, so to speak. But in a brand new situation where people are going to be going full bore with, you know, a new system, whether, you know, space, real estate, and also GIS implementation. Uh, implementation. I assume that you guys have some, you know, standard best practices that you recommend at the very beginning to kind of collect everyone's ideas around data and um, things like that. Or or is that how do you guys usually work that into the process? Yeah, well, you know, that's interesting because there are some best practices that are going to make it a lot easier. But, you know, when I think about best practices that are that are needed to make an ARCABUS and GIS integration work, I, I often think first of drawing standards in, in AutoCAD, which really has nothing to do with GIS and is kind of independent even of ARCABUS. But having those drawing standards is so key to um, being able to integrate with any other, other system that's mm-hmm. going to visualize the data. Um, so that's the first thing I think about when I think about best practices. But, um, you know, also there's a lot of best practices that work in general because Archibus is an information system and GIS is an information system. They share a lot of the same best practices, you know, and so we try to incorporate those and, and, and that's part of, you know, helping the customer be successful in what they're, what they're trying to do with the technology and trying to help them automate their processes using the technology. Right. Yeah, and I think that what we've always found is the the some of the most some of the simple questions that are sort that are more or less universal in these cases are still the most important ones which would be, you know, yeah. how good is your data right now? <laughs> and that goes to the drawings as well. Yeah. What state yeah. are your drawings and data in? Because that's really key point about how, how well this is going to go in the beginning. Yeah, and but then the other thing is when you have, have a system like Archibus that is set up to manage work and, and the data that surrounds that work, you really can't improve your data until you implement a system like that that standardizes, you know, exactly how that data is treated through out a process, a work process, like, like you know, fixing a clogged sink, to use that one again. Mm. Um, you know, and once you get that, 
uh, that standard process into a technology system, it delivers good data. You know, that's the result of, of using that system. So, so Archibus has that benefit to people when they're trying to understand how their business processes are affecting the organization. It helps them have data that they can rely on. That's a good point. Yeah. And I was thinking, I would think of that same, my different take on that is when you're absolutely right that the system itself, you know, helps to produce the data over time in it. Uh, And whenever I, I also think about, you know, going in, they often talk about change management in organizations and and implementing a system Mm -hmm. like Archibus is, is actually a great opportunity for change management because what it forces a lot of organizations to do is to sit down and say, okay, what are processes, you know, yeah. that we want to set up and what are the processes, you know, what what is the workflow that is going to govern how we set this up because that's going to well, be very important. That's an interest, interesting point too, David, that you're making because, you know, when, when, you, when you're looking at making that change, you're ultimately, you're trying to improve the way you do work and you can take the processes that the technology, the workflow that the technology offers, you take the workflow that you're used to using and you have to marry those two together somehow. And um, that's what a consultant is there to help you, like Online FM, that's what we're there to help you with, is to take what the processes are in the system and what the processes you have and mold those together into a a process that's going to make you more efficient and have great data for data-driven decision-making. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what, that's another way of saying what I was exactly thinking again well said um, that's uh, that that's the kind of change management that I think ultimately and I've said that to some people in the past you know when we used to you know, talk about the technology because there is a lot of focus on the technology initially from clients because I've spoken to tons and tons of people over the years that have an initial interest in, in an IWMS system, you know, Archibus specifically. And there's a lot of, you know, feature functionality type of things. And, you know, nine, well, I'd say eight times out of 10, if you're talking about space or you're talking about building operations, most of the stuff that we had in place or even real estate, we were delivering that that technology out of the box, right? And I said, mm-hmm. well, you know, okay, the technology is one aspect of, of what you guys need to think about, but, you know, uh, having a, a partner that is going to be uh, consulting you in this process to help you manage how to change those workflow processes so that everything, you know, so that you're optimizing the technology and you're also helping your organization become more efficient as a result of that of course you know getting good data getting good reports out of it is 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 something else as well but i i often try to you know make the conversation when i had those conversations make those conversations more than about just the technology because there is a initial fixation i mean justifiably so there's a you know they want to make sure that it does what they need it to do in this particular case you Mm -hmm. know in this particular example that's why you do a thousand demos uh you know to show Mm -hmm. them you know this this and that and the other thing. And then, you know, most, of the, I mean, most of the time, you know, when I was with, uh, you know, a sales engineer and they were doing the demos, we were, the technology was, you know, there for them. And and, and if it wasn't perfect, then uh, we were able to say, yes, it can be easily, you know, changed in this way to, um, to make it conform to you. But more importantly is, uh, you know, what are your ultimate, you know, strategic goals coming out of this um, as a department, as an organization? 
organization and how does that line up with the you know the other goals as well so those are uh those are mm-hmm. things that i think you know and online I, I know the team at online does a great job of that um at, in terms of communicating Rick uh, Martin does a great job of that in communicating that to clients, the importance of Mm -hmm. aligning goals of, say, you know, if you're talking about GIS, Archibus implementation, aligning those goals, those departmental goals with the overall strategic goals of the, you know, of the organization to, um, to make it more valuable for everybody, because that's ultimately what, you know, you want to do. Well, you know, what's really good about GIS and Archibus and GIS and Archibus together is that they are very moldable. They're they're a technology that can, um, that has best practices built into it and you can use them right out of the box just the way they are. But if you have a particular need for whatever reason, oftentimes you, um, when, when you're marrying that technology with a workflow process that's been done forever at a, at, a, at an organization. Um, you have to give and take on both sides. The technology has to give up a little bit <laughs> of the way it does things and the work process that they have to do that they're used to using has to give up a little bit. But when you get uh, them together, the idea is that when uh, you go through that process, you have a better process than you did before you went through that process. And that that's just, again, restating your point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but it's, it's an important point to restate because I think that it does get sometimes lost in the uh, translation, so to speak, when people get, when people are very, you know, when, when the, the focus turns exclusively to technology and things like that. I, I think the, the client experience, the organizational experience with, the, with these systems ultimately determines how successful they are anyway, you know, because people want mm-hmm. to feel like, you know, when they start using these things and they're trained to use it, that, um, you know, the user face is intuitive and, and, and you know, the, the mapping is is the way they thought it was going to be. And but also behind that, that they're that they've changed in such a way that their processes are are, are better for it, <laughs> which is yeah. ultimately, you know, that's the that's the ideal. So, right. Well, do you have any, um, would you like to add anything else on GIS and Archibus or IWMS in general at this point or online or? Well, I just, I think I might just state that, you know, that uh, kind of on your, your uh, question about uh, having been at the conference and what we saw there, there is going to be a lot more GIS in the future in Archibus. And I think that, uh, that that's great. But uh, for organizations that already have a GIS that's robust and, and uh, has, uh, has deployed it across the enterprise, it's just as easy to get that data out of the Archibus and display it in the GIS. Um, and so both of those possibilities are there, both viewing the GIS inside the the, the uh, form and function of Archibus and also displaying Archibus data within the form or function of your GIS, your enterprise GIS system. Both ways are possible. Archibus is doing a great job bringing GIS into Archibus and uh, uh, for organizations that might have a, a robust uh, GIS system that's been deployed across their enterprise, we can help them at Online FM to, um, to see the Archibus data and that. And what that app does is it makes the data available to more people and when you get more people looking at the data you that's another thing that will improve data quality because though if they see errors they'll report it 
or they'll start using the processes necessary to keep that data uh, complete and accurate. So uh, that, and I think the future really is bright for for Archibus and GIS together, that uh, we're, we're going to see a lot more integration between things, and maybe we'll, we'll see some of the sustainability integration that we're talking about. Um, it's going to be fun to see what comes up in the next six months, the next year, and so forth. Yeah, that's that's a key point, is I'm, I'm anxious to see, the, you know, particularly, you know, things like the sustainability piece and, and, and where things things are, are, are going there and that I, I, I do you know think that a lot of these technologies you know we're going to ho- hopefully see more case studies out there where you see GIS and you'll see Archibus and you'll see uh, you know BIM and, and mobility all kind of coming together in a particular yeah. way and I think it's it's obviously right the technology's there it's just a matter of you know getting the right case study and, and getting the right um, user set up to take advantage of all these things but I concur with that assessment that um, the future is bright for GIS and the and and the Archibus uh, sort of ecosystem of technology yeah well Dan great we are it was a great conversation we're just coming up on that hour mark I want to thank you for uh, participating in today's little uh, podcast and um, I hope to uh, speak to you again in the future about other topics as well well thank you David for having me no problem thanks Dan okay bye bye this concludes the podcast I'd like to thank Dan Jensen for participating in today's podcast and Online FM for sponsorship. The Memento Workplace and Technology series focuses on all things related to how technology is transforming the workplace. Until next time.